You know, we've been uh, looking at folk religion, is what I would call it, in the United States the last few Sundays. Uh, the first Sunday, we looked at uh, the, uh, the lie, really, that all paths lead to God. That uh, whenever Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me. Uh, some people just don't even think that ought to be in the Bible. And so uh, that's what we looked at the first Sunday. Then this past Sunday, uh, we looked at uh, the fact that uh, a lot of people, you know, will say, God wants you happy. In fact, the way they do it, they've, they've taken a, they've ratcheted, ratcheted up a little bit and said, God wants me happy. And so uh, if it makes me happy, it's got to be of God be it dating a married man or whatever it might be, you know, that it doesn't make any difference. If it, if it makes me happy and God wants me happy, then it must be okay. And there are a lot of people that are living out of that today. And so that's what we addressed last week. And the conclusion was God doesn't want you happy. There are lots of times he doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you happy when it leads to sin. He doesn't want you happy Whenever uh, it's just what you want, uh, and like like the prodigal son, uh, just uh, decide and, and no matter what it does to anybody else, you just want what you want when you want it. Uh, there are times whenever God doesn't want you happy, but God does love you. He is a fantastic, wonderful, heavenly father that cares deeply for his children and he wants to bless you. He doesn't want you happy. He wants you blessed. We talked about that this past week. And today, we're going to look at another one of these uh, uh, tenets of United States folk religion that is insidiously crept into uh, our churches. And uh, that has to do with, and how many of you may have heard this, uh, God's never going to put on you more than you can handle. We're going to look at that today. And uh, we're using, I mean, just look at the example we have in our scripture lesson today, today of uh, Moses. Here Moses has, uh, uh, he's doing everything he's supposed to do. He has uh, led these grumbling, self-centered, uh, unfaithful, uh, gripey people uh out into the desert, and now then, I mean, he's taken them across the, the Red Sea. They've seen miracles happen. They've got a cloud of fire uh, or a pillar of fire guiding them or watching over them at night. They've got a, a, a pillar leading them during the daytime. They've got uh, uh, all this miraculous stuff going on, and they're having a hard time believing God. He's providing them with manna to eat every day. And they're all sitting around and standing in their doorways crying because they want meat. And the Lord, and he goes to the Lord and he says, what have you gotten me into? You know, that's basically what he's saying. He said, did I, am, am I responsible? You give me responsibility for 600,000 families. And, uh, they're all just whiny. They're all just the next step I know is going to be. They're going to want my head. You know, uh, and he said, 
he, he could see what was coming. And so he said, Lord, if I find any favor at you in, in you at all, go ahead and take me now. Just kill me. I just can't take anymore. He was overwhelmed. Do you see that? And he was doing everything he was supposed to do. And so take heart. If you're overwhelmed in life, you're probably right on track. Okay? You're right on track. Because look at Moses. Here he is. He has been just, oh man, he's just ready to just check out because he just can't handle it anymore. And he just can't handle what's going to be coming down the pike. He said, don't let me behold my wretchedness. He says, it's going to get bad. Just take me out now. Maybe some of you have been in that spot before. I know I have. I can remember one time just laying down and saying, I just can't handle anymore. Just, just take me home, Lord. And I laid there for a long time and he didn't do it. And so I had to get back up and I had to just pray and say, Lord, my life is a mess. I've been doing what you want me to do. And it's a mess. I don't know what else to do. So all I can say is, Lord, just bless this mess. And I'm going to give myself anew and afresh to you. And I'm going to take one step at a time living in your will. And you know what? The Lord blessed that mess. And he saw me out of it. And uh, I don't know how many times he has done that for me. And how many times I have found myself just crying out to him. How did I and what? Not, not just how did I get here? What am I doing here? And whatever I got through doing that, then he would talk to me and he'd let me know where I needed to go from there. So uh, anyway, as we're looking at this, so you, we see what happens next to Moses. He doesn't just take Moses out, does he? Instead, what he does is he begins to give him direction. And it turns out that uh, as he began to talk to Moses, it turns out that uh, he thought he had one problem and really he had two others. The problem that he was all upset about uh, was really just uh, part of something much bigger that needed to be addressed. But I want us to stop there at that moment and just just, just go back uh, to Moses just being there. And whenever he was at that point to where he just uh, uh, said, uh, I just can't take it anymore. I, this, I am just way over my head in this, God. And you're the one that got me here. What am I supposed to do? You know, when a lot of people get to that place, and maybe you've been there, there's always going to be somebody that's going to come up to you and say, well, just hang in there, buddy. You know, God's not going to give you more than you can handle. And, uh, and so just, and, and so what, and what's that really saying? It's saying, you can handle it. Suck it up. Suck it up. You're just not trying hard enough, basically, is what they're, is the message that comes across there. And the thing is, sometimes we need to just give up instead of sucking up, you know? Because whenever we just try to pull up our bootstraps and move on in our own strength, we're going to find out it is more than we can handle. And this is the bottom line of all of this. 
Many times, God is going to give you more than you can handle. And he gives it to you as a gift. Because, and this is one of the most exciting sermons that I think I could ever preach to you when you stop and think about it. That uh, God many times will bless you by giving you more than you can handle because it helps you to realize that you need him and you need other people. That's why he gives you the gift of too much. He started off, he gave uh, Moses and the children of Israel the gift of too much when they wound up standing there at the Red Sea with the angry Egyptian army coming after them, didn't he? They had nowhere to go, nothing they could do. All they could do was look up. And so Moses says, stand still and see the glory of God. And what happened? He parted the sea. They went across on dry land, brought the sea back in on top of the uh, Egyptian uh, uh, chariots and all. And all of a sudden, what just looked like it was just totally insurmountable and uh, just going to leave them just desolate. All of a sudden, they look back. It's like a bad dream and it's over because God moved, but they moved in obedience to God. Now, if they just stood there on the the red side beside the Red Sea and said, I'm not going in there, man. That what you know, you know, if they if they they had to take the steps that God had for them to take. But as they did so, they were blessed and they got to see God glorified. And to this day, he is still being glorified through the dilemma that they found themselves in way back then. And it's whenever you wind up with an impossible situations and you come out on the other side and you give God the glory for it, that uh, you wind up being able to help other people along in this world in ways that they need desperately. So God will allow you to have more than you can handle. And uh, whenever you do want more than you can handle, we need to look at Moses' example. The first thing that he did, he took it to the Lord in prayer. He didn't, uh, he, now he, let's face it, he probably didn't do it, doing a lot of what you do and what I do. And that's that he handled as long as he could, probably longer than he should have by himself before he went to pray. So many times we will do that. We just don't want to bother God with it. You know, uh, I can do this. It just keeps getting muckier and muckier until finally we just go, God, you know, and we're there. And then he says, well, finally, let's do something about this. And that's kind of what happened with Moses. He gets there. He's all overwrought. And uh, he says, uh, uh, first of all, the problem is uh, not just these whiny people. The problem is you're trying to do more than you can do by yourself. So let's take care of that first. Not the thing, not, not just the meat thing. Let's take care of this real problem. And that is that you've tried to be way more uh, than you can be ever. So let's fix that. Get 70 elders and he, he, and, he, and he gave uh, him a plan for organization, didn't he? To delegate authority. And he said, I will take of my spirit that I put on you 
And I'll take some of your anointing and I'm going to put it on them. You know, I loved it whenever I finally learned to delegate authority. That was so wonderful when I was in business. It was so good to be able to hang on to those parts of your job that you liked doing and enjoyed doing and give the parts you didn't like to other people. That was just wonderful. That was fantastic. And it just opened up broad new vistas for me, you know. But uh, anyway, so this is what uh, he had uh, Moses do, was he took his authority, authority given him by God, and he spread it among 70 others. Moses was still the one that was responsible, and they were accountable to him, and they were accountable to God, and Moses was accountable to God. But that's the first thing that happened. And then, after that, we didn't read this part in the in the lesson. He said, uh, the next thing we need to look at are these gripey, recalcitrant people. And I'm going to take care of that. They want meat. They're going to get meat. They're not going to get meat just for a day. They're not going to get meat for 10 days or 20 days. They're going to get meat for a month. And uh, they're going to get sick of meat. They're not going to want to look at meat. And so then Moses begins, he has a question. And I'm going to read this to you. But Moses said, the people among whom I am are 600,000 on foot. Yet you have said, I will give them meat so that they may eat for a whole month. Should flocks and herds be slaughtered for them to be sufficient for them? Or should all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to be sufficient for them? He's trying to figure out how God's going to do what God has said he's going to do. And he's saying, Lord, I just don't see how you're going to do this. I don't think there's enough meat in the whole world to feed all these people. You know, how are you going to do it? And listen what the Lord says. This is so important. The Lord said to Moses, is the Lord's power limited? Is the Lord's power limited? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. Is the Lord's power limited? That's one of the things that you need to remember when you're facing different things in life and you take those things to the Lord. Trust he can handle it. He can handle it a whole lot better than you can. And he's going to help you to handle it. You're going to have a part in the solution, but his power is going to be behind the solution that he gives to you. Well, so uh, what happened then was winds came up and quail were blown in from who knows where. Just they gathered quail for like two days and then they started eating and said by the time it before they even began to chew it, they were getting sick of it. And some of them got so sick they died. But uh, anyway, uh, it was just uh, a, a, one of these things that he he gave them what they were uh, being disrespectful to Moses about and what they were uh, uh, they were they were longing to go back to Egypt and. And uh, here God was trying to set them free and they're wanting to go back into slavery. Anyway, he took care of a lot of stuff through Moses coming before him and saying, 
I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this anymore. And this is just it. You see, it's when you get to the end of your rope and you come to God that you find he's there. He's there. And he wants to help you with those things that you can't handle anymore. So what we're supposed to do, take it to the Lord, listen to what the Lord says, and then act on what he says. Act on what he tells you to do. It's amazing as I have been in this spot, I don't know how many times, the ways that the answers come. Sometimes it comes through a vision. Sometimes you can, what I mean by that is that you can just visually in your mind see the answer. He did that to me in Maude whenever the air conditioner wasn't working in the car. And uh, I couldn't afford to go take it to the shop to get it fixed. And he just helped me see where the problem was. And it cost $12 to fix my air conditioner. But he just showed me, it was just, a, it gave me a vision of how my car was put together and where the problem was and how simple it was to fix. Uh, one time, you know, we were at our at the end of our rope. We've, I've shared the egg story with you, how we prayed. We didn't have any food. Just help us to buy some eggs. We wound up with eggs for months, you know. And I, I remember my daughter said, should have prayed for steak, you know. <laughs> uh, another two, two times, he has caused me just to happen to overhear conversations that made all the difference in the world and our lives from that point on. When I first got to uh, seminary and I had enough money, I had $40. It's going to be enough for uh, nursery for the kids for a week or we could eat for a week. I could, could stay home and not start school, which is why we were there to begin with and eat on that $40. And I happened to be walking by on campus and heard a Heard these people talking about hog hall daycare there uh, at uh, at the at the seminary, where and they had this co-op plan where for every hour you worked there, you got to leave your kids there for four hours. So we got to keep our forty dollars and eat on it, and uh, at the same time, I uh, had childcare. I just happened to overhear a conversation just as I walked up. They were talking about that. That's God's timing. God used other people to answer my great dilemma. What did I do? Another time, um, we were getting to the end of our rope financially again at our first church. And uh, we were going to have to do something. I didn't know what. I just happened to walk into a room getting ready for a Bible study and heard these guys talk about how they were hiring part-timers at East Texas Motor Freight. I said, well, what's that? They said, oh, it's just breakdown terminal where they just move freight around. How much do they pay part-timers? $9.90 an hour. This is back, that'd be like $35 an hour in today's dollars. And uh, so uh, it turns out I had a couple of guys in my church that worked there. They put in a good word for me. I got to work part-time there. And somehow, you know, you don't know how these things can work. But I worked part-time on a loading dock, pastored a church, and also went to a seminary full-time, 125 miles away. And uh, it all worked. And you know what? It was uh, two full-time churches, one after Maud, 
before my income was ever up to what it was whenever I was in seminary uh, going to school because of how much I could make working on this loading dock. You can see it, it kept, we were going to have, I might have to have dropped out of school to work at that point. And so, but the Lord took care of it by letting me just overhear a conversation that just totally turned our lives around. Do you see? Whenever you take it to the Lord and then listen, and I don't mean you eavesdrop on everybody's conversation. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. Listen for his direction and expect answers. And it's incredible what can happen. So, my question to you today is, where are you at the end of your rope? Where is it that you've come to the place where you just can't handle it anymore? And maybe you've been trying and trying, and you're just wondering, why isn't it getting better? Maybe you're one of those places like we've been bunches of times where you're afraid to ask what else could happen because it'll happen before you can even think it, right? You can just get so bogged down into even just life itself that it's hard to just keep on living. Where are you at the end of your rope? Donnie, I know you get that way with churches a lot of times. In fact, in fact, a lot of the things that, no, okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, how the stories of the things that Moses goes through parallel different congregations that you can serve. But uh, anyway, but and I don't know, there have been times whenever I've wondered how in the world the church that I was serving was going to even keep on surviving. And yet the Lord just saw them through. Just miraculously, he takes care of his church. In fact, one of the best gifts that I ever got was uh, to, in Maud, whenever I was so sick that I couldn't go, I couldn't preach for six weeks. I couldn't even get out of the house for quite a while. I was so ill. And, uh, you know, I was one of these people that I, the, I was carrying the world on my shoulders. And it was just such a shock to me. The church was still there when I got out of the hospital. <laughs> they didn't need me to keep going. And that was a gift to see that life would keep going without me, that things would keep on trucking without me, that the Lord just gave me the opportunity to be involved in what he was doing. And uh, so that took quite a load off of my shoulders. And uh, so, but anyway, so back again, what is it? What is it something physical? Maybe you've just been working with something and wrestling with something, uh, some sort of a physical problem. Maybe it's a financial uh, dilemma that you're having right now. Maybe it's just an emotional turmoil that you're in. What is it? Where is it that you just are at your wit's end? And if you could just come before God, you just cry out and say, I can't handle this anymore. What I'm saying is, go ahead Go before him and admit it. Because whenever you finally do that, that's whenever he says, just like he said to Moses, I'm glad you're finally seeing this. Now, let's do something about it. When you're overwhelmed, I want to encourage you, get excited. That's what I do now. I've been through enough yesterdays with the Lord now 
to know that I can entrust him with my todays and my tomorrows. He has come through every time. Whenever uh, uh, you're in a storm in life, remember, you got the master that can calm the storm right there with you. When you're in the pit full of lions, you've got the one that can shut the lion's mouths right there with you. When you're in the fiery pit, you've got one there with you that can see you through without even smelling scorched when you come out on the other side. I love, this is one of my life verses. Paul was so frustrated with his thorn in the flesh. He said he went to the Lord three times asking him to remove it. And I love the Lord's reply to him. He has said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Whenever you, and this is what he says, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses and persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. Listen to this. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, then I am strong. So where is it in your life? The Lord wants you to come admit your weakness, admit your need, and look to him, and he will be glorified in the solution. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that it's whenever we find that we are at the end of our ropes, that we are overwhelmed with life and it looks like we just can't even go on, that that's where we find you, our Savior, our Deliverer. And Lord, I pray for each one of these today that in some place in their life, they're at the end of their rope. And as they reach out to you, as they call to you, you will answer them. I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.